you're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. And today, I'm sharing with you my thoughts on something that's kind of been bothering me recently as I've been to several conferences over the last few weeks. Why is it that we make business so hard for ourselves? Surely, there's got to be an easier way. Want to know more? Keep listening. Cue the cassette. You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over a quarter of a million downloads worldwide. Now, this is the podcast for you if you run an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, or spa. I'll help you reach your business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information and advice that I've learned and implemented working with spas and salons over the last 20 years. So if you want more money or more clients for your business, or you'd like a bit more time back for yourself, then you are in the right place. I'll show you exactly what you need to do. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I'm your host here on the show. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello there, and welcome back, or just plain welcome if this is your first time here. It's lovely to have you now pull up a chair and relax. So, as I mentioned, I've been going to a number of conferences recently, and it just seems, you know, that time of year, you know, the post-summer, and we're all starting to think about the new year and budgets and promotions and all of that good stuff. Anyway, one of the conferences was, well, it involved a particularly long and involved journey from where I live. And I have to admit, the conference itself started early on a Monday morning, which meant that I had to set off on a Sunday afternoon to get to a hotel near where the conference was. And I don't know, whether it was just because I was feeling a bit lazy or relaxed, or possibly because we, my family and I, have just moved back into our new house after nearly six months of building a new extension and renovation. But well... I didn't really want to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I wanted to go to the conference. It's one of the largest ones in the world of spa in Europe, and I'd been looking forward to it for some time. I was even speaking at the event several times as it happens. But on that day, I just didn't want to go. Didn't want to leave my wife and my kids. I was kind of comfy, and I was happy just being at home. But I knew I'd made the commitment. I knew I really did want to go. I just wasn't looking forward to actually getting there. My head wasn't really in it. So you know, thank goodness for SatNav. Now, actually, while we're on the subject of going to conferences, sorry, I just have to tell you about this. Just this week, I attended an amazing conference, one that I'd never been to before. Now, I'll come back to my story, the kind of point of this episode in a second, but I have to tell you this. If you are in any way involved in the world of lashes, lashing, if you're a lash artist or a lash technician, uh, if you own a, a lash salon, or if you're a supplier to the lash industry, then you have to check out the Lash Social. Now, this was a one-day event. It was held in Stevenage here in the UK, just outside of London, and people flew in literally from all over the world to be there. Now, this was not a huge event by any means. I think it was around 80 people, but what an amazing, friendly, welcoming bunch the Lash World is. Now, I've not been to an event where I was so welcomed as a brand new face in a long time. You know, the people were lovely. Like I said, the organization of the event was quite frankly better than any event or conference that I've been to in a long time. In fact, probably since an event that I attended out in California back in... 2017. Now, seriously, it was amazing. And I'm not being paid to say this, I have to say. So if you are anything, like I said, to do with the world of lashes, or you're keen to get into the world of lashes, or you just want to know more, then I highly, highly, highly advise you to go and check out the Lash Social UK. Dot com. I'll put the link in the show notes of this episode. And while I'm on the topic, actually, I want to say a huge thank you to Genevieve Harding for reaching out and inviting me to be there. 
Not only were the attendees themselves lovely, but the speakers were incredible too. I know far more now than I ever thought I'd know about everything from lash maps and lash curl shapes and adhesive and layers and how to create the perfect fan. In fact, they even had me uh, sat down at a workshop um, trying out different pairs of tweezers and creating my own fans. Apparently, I'm a natural. Anyway, this is a part of the industry that I'm definitely going to do more to help in 2020. So watch this space and actually watch out for a couple of the experts showing up on this podcast very, very soon. Okay, sorry about that. Had to tell you though, really, really wanted to tell you about that event. So where was I? Right, yes, different conference, lazy Sunday, didn't really want to go and my head certainly wasn't in it. So yeah, I packed my bags, got in the car, thought to myself, Oh, this is a long journey. I'm exhausted. My brain isn't really firing on all cylinders. In fact, I could tell it wasn't firing on all cylinders because I had to go back into the house twice because I realized I'd first of all forgotten to pack my suit for the awards dinner that was taking place. And then I realized that I'd also forgotten a pair of trousers and a shirt for the second day of the conference. So yeah, you can see mind wasn't entirely focused. So I thought to myself, how amazing is it that I have this thing, this sat-nav in my car, this magical device that tells me what road to take, what turn to make, when to make it. And even if I, you know, go rogue and decide I know better and to make my own detour, my sat-nav is going to spot what I've done. It's going to figure out how to get me back on track and once again, show me exactly what to do. Now, plus on that very rare occasion that I decide, you know, I know best and I make one of those detours just occasionally, good old sat-nav will actually agree with me and go, okay, fair enough, better route. And it will recalculate my route given the direction that I've decided to take. And no matter what, whether I hit traffic or not, whether there's a detour, ultimately, as long as I follow the steps that my sat-nav is giving me, eventually, despite whatever I may encounter along the way, I will reach my destination. So does this sound familiar? Can we apply this to anything else, I wonder? Well, this idea cropped up again in conversation that I was having whilst actually at the conference in question. You know, I should say by the start of the conference, I was just as excited as I was before my Sunday afternoon journey. So I'm glad I did get in my car. I'm glad I remembered all my clothes and I'm glad I went there. But I was talking to one of the other speakers at the event who had just written his third book, which was due to be published, uh, I think, in the new year. Now, in fact, he'd written a book each year for the past three years, as well as starting and growing his own business, doing loads of charity work and being ever present on social media, far, far more than I managed to be myself. And I asked him how he did it, having you know written much smaller ebooks and things myself, knowing how much work and time went into that process. The idea of writing a whole proper you know, published book seems like a giant task to me, especially when you're doing everything else as well. Now, when I asked him how he did it, his answer was really simple. He said he writes 500 words a day, every day, no more, no less, roughly. And to give you an idea of how much that is, it's about uh, a page, maybe a page and a half of A4 or a legal pad. And just to illustrate again, I did a word count on what I've already said to this point in this very podcast episode. And I'm already just short of about 2000 words that I've spoken to you already. So 500 words isn't really very much. But by writing 500 words each day after three months, which is how long he said he writes for, after three months, he has 45,000 words. And that's a pretty serious sized book right there. Now, obviously, this then goes to an editor and it's trimmed down a little. But still, the point is that by spending that 20 to 30 minutes each day writing 500 words each day deliberately in just three months, you have a whole book. Now, this actually, this process of doing a little bit 
every day reminded me of another story, an incredible story from from history, about Scott and Amundsen and their race to become the first men to reach the South Pole over 100 years ago. Now, if you've never heard this story, it's fascinating and you really should check it out. But in a nutshell, uh, the two men, Scott and Amundsen, took very different approaches to winning this race. They set off at similar-ish times um, and there were many differences between the two expeditions, obviously. But one key difference was that Amundsen's team walked for 20 miles each day, whether it was you know, easy going, whether it was tough going, whether there were freezing winds, whether it was bright and sunny, but obviously cold. You know, often they reported that they were done with their 20 miles by like 2 p.m. and they could easily have carried on, but they didn't. 20 miles a day and they stuck to it, knowing that if they did that, they would reach the South Pole at a fairly specific date and time. Now, Scott's team, on the other hand, walked further on the days when they could and less on the days that was tough going, even taking days off completely when they deemed the conditions too unfavourable. So what happened? Well, spoiler alert, um, Amundsen won. Scott did make it to the South Pole, but only to find Amundsen's flag already planted in the ground on the spot, marking where the South Pole was. Now, Scott's unpredictable, slightly undisciplined approach failed. And in fact, Scott never actually made it back from the South Pole. he died on the way back. So what am I getting here? Well, you know me, normally I'm all about the actionable practical advice on these episodes to help you grow your business. And that's kind of my point here. Business doesn't have to be so hard. I'm not saying it's easy, don't get me wrong, but we do tend to complicate things all by ourselves. You know, we lose focus, we procrastinate, we avoid things that we don't like doing or don't feel comfortable with or possibly don't know how to do. You know, we get distracted. The beauty industry is naturally full of very creative people. And the one problem with creatives running businesses is that we're very easily distracted. You know, shiny object syndrome kicks in and we divert off whatever path we're on to look at this new thing over here or buy that new piece of machinery over there or train in that new treatment or product range way over there. Now, all of this, rather than following a simple pre-planned course or plan to get us from wherever we are now, to wherever we want to be. Now, sure, there's lots of different ways to actually do this. The most basic of which, of course, is to actually figure out what you want, where it is that you're trying to get to with your business. Now, this is a mistake that even so-called, quote unquote, successful business owners fall into, and that's building someone else's goals. Now, I've met countless salon owners that have got to the you know, successful salon stage with a big team, loads of clients, making good money only to find that that actually wasn't really what they wanted. So don't do what you think you should do. Don't aim for what others expect you to aim for or what's sort of normal. What is it that you want from your business? Now, if you're not sure what that is, well, a really good friend of mine who's a performance coach gave me a simple but really powerful bit of advice on this when I spoke to him and I asked him this question for myself. Now he told me, and, and this gets a tiny bit morbid for a second, but stick with me. He told me to imagine myself at the end of my life, looking back on what I did with my life. To put myself actually into that kind of moment, does where I am now and the course that I'm on now make me feel happy when I picture myself there at the end of my life looking back on it. And if it doesn't, change it. Now, that's really, really simple advice, but I can't stress this enough. It was a really powerful, how often is it that some of the most powerful things that we hear 
or ideas that we're exposed to are exactly that, just so simple. So I can't stress this enough. We're here on this life just once. You know, depending on what your beliefs are, this particular life that you're in right now, we're here just once, not for a huge amount of time. So please, please, please don't waste it not doing what you really want to do, especially in your business. So I guess my plea for this episode, really, if nothing else, is to take that time. If you do nothing else after listening to this podcast, find yourself a quiet place and some quiet time. Really think, is what I'm doing now and the path that I'm on really what I want to be doing, whether that's in life or in your business? Don't worry, I'm not turning life coach on you. But, you know, I want that for you, especially in your business. Now, as Marie Kondo would say, does what I'm doing now bring me joy? And if not, what would? And do that. So from there, from that point, and with that knowledge, what do you do next? Well, it's fairly straightforward again. You make a plan. Now, that's very, very easy to say, but it really kind of is that simple. Now, you can do this yourself, certainly the outlines of a plan, but, and I guess this is my second point, really, once you really know what you want for yourself or for your business, don't you want that as soon as possible? Now, there's this inherent thing inside most of us, whether it's business owners, entrepreneurs, or just all of us, I'm not sure. There's this voice that seems to say, you know, if something is worth having, you've got to wait for it. And sure, there's definitely some truth to that. But even if it's not going to happen tomorrow, and most things aren't, don't you want it to happen as soon as it really is possible to have it? So that's kind of the next step. How to get your life and your business to where and what you want it to be as quickly as physically possible. Well, your plan is, as I've already mentioned, that's step one. Okay, well, maybe step two, if figuring out what you really want is step one. Okay, so your plan is step two. So for the next step, there are obviously a number of options. You know, we live in a world where there's so much incredible access to information out there pretty much for free. You know, we've got the internet, we've got websites, videos, Facebook pages, blogs, magazines, books, all of this stuff packed with advice, more than there's ever been before to help you do whatever it is you want. Travel, learn a new skill, grow your business, anything. It's all there if you just go and look for it. Now, you could simply but strategically upgrade your the tools, your, the things that you're using. You know, an example for myself was for years, I did my own accounts. I just Partly, I'd just always done it that way, um, even up until the last 18 months. But then, largely forced by changes to ta tax laws here in the UK, I started to use a product called Xero, which is an online accounts package software. Now, this has made a huge difference. You know, sure, it costs me a little bit of money each month, but not that much. And it saves me literally hours of time each month. And at the end of the year, rather than scrabbling around for receipts and invoices, I'm wondering why things simply don't add up. My accounts are just kind of magically done because my software has been there in the background, forcing me to do it what it needs done each month. And at the end of the year, it's all there. Now, that's probably, you know, based on previous years, that's probably three days at the end of the year that I've bought myself back, which I can use then to enjoy time with my family or to plan for the next year. Now, on a similar note, this very podcast episode is sponsored by another software company called Gusto. Now, if you have a team, even a small one, and you need to run payroll or you deal with taxes or contracts or any kind of HR situation, you know, that's probably not why you started your business, is it? Now, 
like I said, Gusto are sponsoring this episode, so now seems like a very good time to tell you a little bit more. You see, Gusto basically makes everything to do with payroll and taxes and the practical bits of managing your team easy for small businesses. Now, Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and your local taxes, so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits, even 401ks for your team. And you get direct access to certified HR experts as well. Now, we've partnered with Gusto here at the Beauty Business Podcast because we think they're awesome. And here's just a few of the reasons why. Now, 90% of customers say switching over to Gusto and getting up and running was easy. 85% of their customers say running payroll is now easier than with their previous provider. And three out of four customers take just 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. And plus, it also integrates with other tools, online software tools that you're already using to make your life even easier. Things like QuickBooks, Xero, as I mentioned a second ago, Google, and even more. And what's more, 77% of customers say Gusto takes tedious tasks off their plates, saves them valuable time, and makes their business lives easier, which is kind of what we're talking about in this episode. So if this sounds good, well, as a special bonus, our friends over at Gusto are giving listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast three whole months of service for free when you run your first payroll. So if you want to find out more, try a demo and see all the magic for yourself, just go to gusto.com forward slash BBP. That's gusto.com forward slash BBP. Now, there are lots of other tools out there as well, not just software tools, of which there are obviously many, not all of them as useful as the ones that I've mentioned, but figure out what it is that takes up your time, what takes you away from your business, what you want to do, takes you off your path and simply find a solution. Now, on top of the tools that you use, you've also got the option to bring in help, literally to bring in someone to do something for you. Now, that might be your accounts completely. It might be your marketing. It might be your social media, which takes up ever more time in our businesses. It could even be something as simple as your cleaning. Now, think about this. If you no longer had to do any of your accounts, any of your social media, any of your marketing, any of your cleaning in your business, how much more could you do? You could see more clients, you could have more time off, whatever it is that matters most to you. Now, you could even go as far as hiring a business advisor or coach. Now, I get this is a huge leap for most people, and me included. Now, I've never really talked about this, and I get the irony of me being a business consultant for pretty much my whole career and me not having ever hired a business advisor or coach sooner. Trust me, the irony of that is not lost on me. Now, if I really kind of look back and I examine this, I had this mentality that my business was somehow different. You know, I was doing something that no one else was doing. Nobody knew it like me. So I had to do it on my, all on my own. Now, crazier still, at some level, I believed that it was supposed to be this hard. It was supposed to be a struggle and take loads and loads of time to build. Being a bit older and a bit wiser, I can even look back and remember thinking, you know, well, I'm only in my 20s. I'm not meant to, you know, have figured everything out yet. And then kind of being in my 30s and thinking, you know, the same way at the same level. You know, I'm still young. I've still got plenty of time to, you know, become successful. And don't get me wrong, by a lot of measures, I already was pretty successful. But now, I'll admit, I'm in my 40s just. And really only in the last couple of years have I properly worked with a business coach. And what a difference it has made. In fact, now I have two coaches. I've got a business coach and a performance coach. And you know what? Like pretty much 
everyone who ever seriously works with a coach says, I wish I'd done it sooner. Now, on the one hand, you're probably thinking, yeah, you're going to say this, Adam, because you're a business coach. But that is because I've now seen the difference that working with a coach really made, not just to my business, but to me. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that I'm suddenly making hundreds of times more money than I was before. I'm making a bit more money than before, but I am much happier. I am much more fulfilled. I feel more successful. I certainly worry a lot less. And one of the other things as well is I know how to be present with my family when I'm with them and be focused at work when I'm in work mode. Now, do you need a coach to be successful? Absolutely not. In fact, I was following a Facebook feed on, I think it was the Salon Industry Networking Group group on Facebook about a month ago, and someone posted a question about working with a coach and what the benefits were. Now, obviously, um, a load of people who'd been coached got on there and gave a lot of positive responses. A load of coaches got on there and kind of gave their opinion as well. But I noticed one post, which was from a person that had commented that had said very proudly they'd never had a coach. You know, they'd done it all themselves. They'd created this profitable um, salon business, and they'd become their version of quote unquote successful. Now that person's point was kind of, you know, you don't need a business coach. I did it myself. But in the course of their post, they pointed out that they'd sure worked it all out for themselves. They'd made mistakes. They'd taken hits. They'd spent money that they didn't need to. And all of this had taken them time to achieve. Now they kind of wore that as a badge of honor and what an amazing sense of achievement to have done this. But my question would have been, you know, is that sense of achievement worth all of the time of not simply having the thing that you wanted. You know, if that person could have gone back and redone what they'd done and got to where they are now, say, three years quicker by getting help from someone that had already made the mistakes to save them making them again, wouldn't that still have been worth it? Now, I don't want to turn this into a big advert, you know, to go and get yourself a coach and to work with me as a coach. Obviously, if it's something that you're interested in doing, I encourage you to go out and find out more about it. And please, please do get in contact with me if it's something that you're interested in. But like I said earlier, if nothing else, please, before the end of this year, you've got about six weeks left. I'm recording this in mid-November. But before the end of this year, take that time to ask yourself, what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Are you on the right track in your business? Have you got all of the obstacles out of your way? Are you on the, the quickest route, the fastest path to get there? Now, you might not nail it right away, but use the exercise that I mentioned earlier to look back at your life and ask yourself if where you are headed right now is where you ultimately want to be. And then using that information, make yourself a plan. Now, you may not have all the steps, but kind of a loose plan, an outline. Now, that might mean simply going ahead and doing some more research. It might mean reading some books on a subject. It might mean going to a conference to learn more. It might mean attending some webinars, learning new skills. Or yes, it might mean getting one-to-one -one help from someone that can get you from where you are right now to where you want to be as quickly as possible. So you don't have to spend all that time getting there, figuring things out for yourself, making mistakes, spending money, taking time, and just simply get there quick so you can enjoy it. So I want you to find your business sat-nav. What are the fewest things that you need to do to get what you want? Ignoring all the other things and bits and pieces that are in a way. And sometimes, trust me, sometimes a business advisor or a coach, all they actually do is provide you with that accountability. Someone to check in and make sure that you've not gone wildly off track like your sat-nav does. And just it kind of gently brings you back 
reminds you where you were supposed to be going in the first place. Find your business sat nav. What are the fewest things you need to do to get to where you want to go? You know, the things that if you do every single day, like writing 500 words or walking your 20 miles, the things that will result in you having the thing that you want. And then go and do it. Now, it really doesn't have to be complicated. Yes, it might be tough. You might need to change your habits. You might need to go out on a limb or take a leap of faith. But just what if doing that, what if making that change gets you there much, much sooner than even you think it can happen, but certainly much sooner than you can do on your own? Wouldn't that be worth it? Now, I'm going to leave you with that thought and I will be back again next week. And I promise I'm going to be back with kind of a more normal episode, a more strategic, action-packed, advice-filled episode as we head into the last few weeks of the year. Um, But I like to do these episodes occasionally. You know, a couple of the ones that I've done before, certainly the one on imposter syndrome, which was very much like this episode, more of a kind of an exploration of a topic and kind of my thoughts on a topic than than anything kind of actionable. Um, These things seem to really resonate with you. So just occasionally, um, a thought gets into my mind and I really just want to kind of explore that in an episode. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as the other ones that I tend to do. But really, if there's one action step I can give you from this episode, please do that. Please do go away and just spend that time thinking about the track that you're on. Is it really where you want to be heading? What adjustments can you make now? How can you get to where you want to be even sooner? Really have a think about that. And uh, please let us know. Leave us comments on the show notes pages or in the Facebook group, Beauty Business Hackers. Now then. One thing I am going to tell you about, because you've made it this far into the episode, and I'm going to be telling you a lot more about this in the coming weeks, but we are bringing back the Beauty Business Bootcamp. Now, if you've joined me since uh, February of this year, back in February of this year, we held a week-long Beauty Business Bootcamp. It was totally free. It was all online, uh, partly in the Facebook group, uh, partly on email, um, partly in various other ways, which you will find out about. Um, But basically, it's a week uh, where I devote myself to giving you as much help, information, advice, encouragement, and support as possible to get your business, you know, to really show you what a difference can make um, in your business by simply focusing on things strategically for a whole week. Now, we're going to be running this again very early in January 2020. Now, we can't tell you very much more about it because we are bringing you a couple more surprises this time around. Um, But what I can tell you is it's going to be bigger and better than it was in February this year. Um, But if you want to get registered, if you want to find out more, if you want to be the first, sorry, to find out more information about what is going on, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash bootcamp. That's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash bootcamp. And you can sign up there and you will be the first to hear about everything that's happening and when it's happening when we send out the emails. Okay, that's it from me for now, for this week. I will be back again, like I said, next week with a whole nother episode. So I will speak to you soon. Bye for now.